it's okay. It's an okay podcast. It's all right. Yeah, it, you know, it's honestly pretty trash. I'm gonna lie. You don't have to. <laughs> Got to work out some kinks. <laughs> well, I'm sure you saw the news or like the controversy that's been going on this week of like the hundred thieves and oh, frosty yes, news. Yes. Yeah, and because yeah, we briefly talked about it, but we had differing some some differing opinions on on the matter. But for the most part, the, this thing kind of has to get explained from like point to point. Because mm. every every like new development was just like, well, what what exactly happened here? Mm. You actually watched a video on it. Do you kind of want to give the the breakdown of it? Uh, honestly, I think I have a pretty baseline. I have I think I have some of the basics of the situation. So I think his name is Frosty, right? Mentioned mm. in a tweet that um, he misses his old org's house that they lived in which I think was in, in LA. Um, and that if they weren't living on 60 K a year while they were there, they might still be in business. I think is what he went like what he said or what he insinuated. Right. The word remember the wording was if we didn't have to worry about our net, like our meal to meal, then right. we, it would have been, you know, it would have been a lot better and we would have continued. And so I think initially there was controversy against Hundred Thieves and against um, Nadeshot, right? And yes. but Nadeshot made a statement where he said that um, that some of what what Frosty was saying was true, but it wasn't really painting the entire picture. Yeah, Nadeshot went on stream and kind of gave the the breakdown of some of the facts that Frosty omitted or didn't say, and then right, Frosty would also right. say some stuff. Yeah, that, that the the money that was getting thrown was crazy because the what Nate Shot said was each of them were getting two and a half K a month. Okay, so the whole thing is it's Frosty, but he was part of a group called the Mob, which is a group of four right. guys who right. signed under Hundred T at and got a house. Mm-hmm. They each were getting two uh two thousand five hundred a month for the contract, uh under contract with Hundred Thieves. Mm-hmm. And their house, they chose the one that had 10k rent. Right. So, so you I do think the math. this was 100 things helped them find it, but it wasn't yes. the only option. Yes, it wasn't the only option. They chose the 10k house, 10k a month house when four people are making two and two and a half k a month. So right. do the math on that. Yeah, that math doesn't really add up. <laughs> yeah. And so. The other form, their other forms of income were they got to keep all their revenue from streaming, like that mm-hmm. was completely theirs. And then the other point of controversy was sponsorships, right? Which was originally apparently going to be ninety five percent, and then I think it was the T- is it Tifu or mm-hmm. his deal came out and people were like right, trashing right, it, right. yeah, and then- and then they brought it down to eighty five, mm-hmm. so. 100 Thieves kept 85% of these sponsorships and the mob got 15%. Mm. And that was another point of controversy where people are like right. differed on whether that was right or not. Mm. But the the original tweet of him saying we um if we weren't worried on our like ne- where our next meal was coming yeah. that seemed very disingenuous when he was Yeah, when it's like you you put yourself in a situation where that was happening. Yeah. You were throwing basically your entire contract into a house and you could have made more money through streaming 
However, also, he didn't talk about how much he was streaming. He was streaming 40 hours a month. A month? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, And, you know, as a content creator, not all your time is going to be put in streaming. So, you know, yeah. you know, less than less than, you know, the typical 40 hours a week is expected. But 40 hours of streaming a month seems ridiculous. Uh, if you're technically your business is being a streamer or a content yes, creator. Yes, yeah. as a content creator. Yeah. Yeah, that was just very fascinating. There's some f- amazing videos, though, that got clipped from that. Did the Frosty video of <laughs> someone asked him to provide proof. And oh, for like 10- what do we need to, why would I need to provide proof? Um, <laughs> what is that going to do? <laughs> why would I need to provide proof? Like, he says, why would I need to provide proof? Like, like why would I lie about this? Your source? Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then one of the other things is he actually talked about one of the sponsorships that they got was an Elgato sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And he literally says, the Elgato sponsorship? Yeah, we fucked that one up. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he said, he said, yeah, that one was our That was our bad. <laughs> Yeah, he said, like, this is our bad. Like, they just, he's kind of like tried to rationalize it. It's like, where they didn't pay enough and they wanted too much, but his kind of, I don't know. I also say the mob wasn't too big of like a content creating group at the time. Like, they were only getting a few hundred people, which I don't know what year they got signed 100T. But mm. a few hundred isn't ridiculously large. It's just they were expected, you know, the, an expected next big thing. Right. So that sign them for the really potential. Off or something, yeah. yeah. And then it just, they just didn't put in the effort. The effort. I don't want to say it's only that, but yeah, that with what uh, you saw, the numbers of their streaming and stuff, then mm. there was a clear lack of effort on that side. Mm. Interesting. There are some amazing sound bites. I'm, I've, I've saved some in my computer that I have for personal use now. For personal use. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got to send that every once in a while to somebody mm-hmm. trying to accuse you of things. Yeah. Oh, oh, why would I lie? Yeah. Why would I lie? Yep. Evidence.zip4, man. That's the next one. <laughs> oh man that's a that's a, a deep cut mm-hmm. some some old podcast one yeah i mean i guess if, if you're gonna be a streamer actually stream yeah, actually stream <laughs> great content that's man. gonna be your job actually stream uh, robert you've been on a journey the past uh, couple yeah. the past couple of oh god was it a week that you were on this journey it was like a technically wait it depends on what you're talking about you dived into a great game. Oh yes, for the Nintendo GameCube over the last. I think it was like a week. Yes. Which, well, uh, if nobody knows, Robert likes to dive into games, and he will, he will go, he will go deep. Me, I'm more of a, you know, I'm a put my get my feet wet, step out, get back in. Maybe after a couple hours, step out. You know, go deep it. for a little bit. Like go go deep into the wave pool a little bit, and then come out hit the lazy river a little bit and then maybe you know actually you know finish so this all started i want to say last weekend and it was when i went up to barnes and nobles and i want to pick up a new manga that i started reading blue period which i'll probably talk about also because i was phenomenal when i started reading it Hmm. i decided on a whim 
to pick up the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess manga's first volume. And I thought it was great. And so I asked Julian if I could borrow Twilight Princess again, because I had and borrowed something it. about me. I'm the collector. Yes, I have a library of games that, you know, depending on the person, I'll vote them out every once in a while. There's a good amount of games I know Julian has that eventually I might want to play. And Twilight mm. Princess was one I borrowed and I never played. But me reading this was like, okay, I got to play Twilight Princess. <laughs> you were invested. It, yes. it was the, for me, this is, uh, my equivalent on this is I see memes of a certain anime on Twitter and then I'm like, I need to watch that anime. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I borrowed that game on the, I want to say the 21st or something along those lines. I believe it. And I had to get us, I had to freaking bust out a random setup. I had to go to the shed, get my GameCube out. I went to my car to get my GameCube controller, borrow my brother's TV because, you know, who the fuck has uh, a composite table or composite yeah, cable? Yeah, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, there's a name for it. It's AV? A, no. Composite cable? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the type of TV, the tube TV, but there's another name for it. CRT, a CRT. Oh, oh no, it was a flat screen, thankfully. I didn't oh, it was a flat screen? Oh, yeah, it was a flat screen. I thought it no, was I full. No, I couldn't get a CRT. No, I couldn't get a CRT. But I had to get that and set it up on the floor in my living room, or in my kid, or in my room, what am I saying, living room, and put a yoga mat on the floor with an uh, extra sheet on top of it so I could just right. sit there. I felt like I was like a kid again playing these game, playing this game. And in It wasn't span- even that simple. I, I heard you had the... Uh, had some visitors there trying to disrupt your gameplay. Oh, of course, of course. Was it, was it like but, a spider or something? Oh, yeah, dude. No, th- there was a fucking spider that just popped up in my room. And I swore, like, it hid behind. You can see, like, the bar right here. Yeah. It hid behind one of these and, like, it wouldn't move. Like, it knew this yeah. was, like, the safest spot because I couldn't crush it from a good angle. So, like, I had to try to, like, slip through and crush it. Yeah. And, you know, I basically smacked the wall. And then on the other side of the tissue, that th- that shit's gone. Like I, it's I did not kill it, and it was just paranoid. Teleported to another universe. <laughs> yeah, this he's probably still here. Not gonna lie, but <laughs> I was just sitting on the floor and like I was just like felt my arm itching. <laughs> just one, I, I'm, it was just paranoia. Was, yeah, one day yeah, he's just yeah, gonna yeah. pop up while I'm playing Twilight Princess, just on my like neck or some shit. Yeah, just like get you. In the span of, oh, I beat the game in four days. In that span, I put in like 33 hours. I was putting in my like nine to five. The weekend before though, or that that weekend, I had meal prepped, not knowing I was going to use it while I'm playing Twilight Princess, but I was just (laughs) not leaving my room. I was just eating the meal prep meals, playing Twilight Princess. And I got to say, it was phenomenal. Like Twilight Princess. Okay, I'll just say almost every Zelda I play, I can see an argument for, oh yeah, I could see someone saying this is the best Zelda game. I felt that way about Ocarina. I felt that way about Majora and Twilight Princess. Wind Waker, I love, but I, I don't know if I can like if I can put that there. But I love Wind Waker too, to a great deal. But for me, it just uh, it didn't hit at the same level. I will say the exploration, the soundtrack, phenomenal though. I, I love that on that game. And then of so course played, Breath of the Wild. I played it maybe, maybe like two hours of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't use your opinion on on Wind Waker. <laughs> Have you even beat Twilight Princess? Have you opened Twilight no. Princess? No. <laughs> the collector. The collector. The collector. I'm a collector, okay? I don't have to play the games. I collect them. 
Uh, but I did play Breath of the Wild. Okay, at least I have okay. at least played one, and I think I beat um, a, I beat a, a Link Between Worlds too, which is a good one for the 3DS. I think I've watched uh, speedthrough or playthroughs of, of a couple of the games. Damn, I'm so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, that, a, that's I'm tough. a fake gamer. I I can't say that. There was like elements of Twilight Princess that I knew of before I beat or played the game because mm-hmm. I would just look them up on like wiki. Like sometimes I'd like I'd yeah. play one of the games and I'd like the lore, so I'd start reading some of it, and mm-hmm. then I'd find myself in other games that I hadn't played. And that's how I knew some of the things in Twilight Princess. Yeah, but when I was playing or after I beat it, it another thing I came to thought was there is a thing I told you where. I'd say Breath of the Wild, you'd probably say, is the best game in the Zelda franchise. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's the best representative no. Legend of Zelda game. Like, you wouldn't no, of say... Like the, of the series as a whole? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. It's so separate from all the other ones, I would it's say. It's very new. It's very. It was very... I mean, even at the, t- at the time, it was super innovative. It oh, kind of yes. burst a whole new kind of, like, open world, or a new way of looking at open worlds. Mm-hmm. So. Some call it the single-player Genshin. Dude, it's huh? What you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you still playing Genshin? Uh, I played it for like a couple days and I left. I don't know why. Okay. I just had like an itch, you know. You just yeah. had an itch to play certain games, like a couple games of League or something. Just like oh ah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. you just gotta play a few games of League and then you're done. Yeah, Twilight um, Princess. I I don't know. I well now I'm gonna buy the full manga because there are differences one of the interesting things about the manga is Link actually has a voice instead of being a silent protagonist through them all. Right. I, yeah, I was going to ask your opinion at because this is related to what you're saying. I was going to ask your opinion because I've always felt like the art style of Twilight Princess is always what has stuck out the most to me. So you're mentioning mm-hmm. that. It's like... Yeah, it's definitely darker. It's it's more... It's interesting. The art style is darker, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider it the darkest game in the Zelda franchise. I would consider that like to actually be Majora's. Wise? Yeah, Majora's to me is the darkest of the... Th- mm-hmm. the the games mm. but twilight princess has that kind of dramatic i guess is the mm. the art style and the manga kind of i'll be honest they, they kind of make it even more dramatic with uh, some of the with link's backstory the man gets his arm chopped off it early on like i'm saying volume one stuff so i, I feel like i can spoil that because there's like <laughs> 10 volumes out now there's there's seem to be some good content on here and wait those are still coming out those mangas yeah or oh. one is i think one just came out i think this year or is just coming oh. out like next month that's interesting that's very interesting because there are rumors very much related to this that there are rumors that uh during the next um the next nintendo direct is going to be a zelda blowout where they're going to announce a remake of uh majora's mask and uh and uh wind waker for and the wind Switch. waker or like re, uh, they're gonna re-release it on the Switch. I don't know if a full remake, but um, that's mm-hmm. like the 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 talk around town. So if they're releasing new mangas for Twilight Princess, that's pretty interesting. Well, Twilight Princess is like is the only one that I think has lasted this long because mm-hmm. they've done mangas for Oracle, the Oracle's seasons and Oracle's of Ages, oh, yeah, but the they're games, all yeah. yeah like condensed into one. But Twilight Princess is now hitting its like tenth or eleventh volume. They've done a lot with this story, apparently, and I think I've read up to like mid volume two because I've read it on some sites that mm-hmm. I won't name for you know for legal reasons <laughs> for the seven C's sake. But 
don't know. It's just I, I, it really makes me every time I beat a Zelda game, I fall in love with. with it reminds me how much I love this series. It is my favorite game series. I can every You've time I all, you <clears throat> gone through almost all of them, haven't you? No, no, yeah. not. I haven't. Oh, I've been one adventure link. I think I remember in high school you said you were going to do that. I said I was going to. I made the <laughs> list. I beat. I think I beat. I beat the original Zelda and I beat Adventures of Link. And Adventures of Link actually gassed me. I felt so done with the series at that time. You were, like, you were yeah, physically we're tired after after that game. Yeah, I was like, oh well, fuck this series. <laughs> no, I just said I need to play some different types of games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But now. Yeah, I've been those two. I've been Ocarina like three, three, four times. Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, now Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass. And you need to play a Link to the Past. I do. That's the next one. The next yeah. one's Link to the Past. One I never played was Spirit Tracks, but Spirit that was Tracks, a yeah. GameCube one. Those were those, those were Not interesting games. Yes, DS, yeah. And there was Spirit Tracks, and then there was uh, oh god, there was one that was like like that, but it was like a ship. It was like. It are you talking like, about phantom hourglass I talk, I, oh it's phantom hourglass yeah yeah you said that but i beat that i beat zelda in that that week that four day period but the week before that i basically grinded a different game i cult of the lamb released oh yes i do remember that yeah yes that, that and had some, that had some polar uh, people were talking about that game for sure mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that one brought a discussion of how much people, some people hate roguelike games. That was one of the things I saw yeah, was a huge I mean, discussion on. They've slowed down in recent years. Back in like 2016, 20, I feel like there was like every game that came out was like had like mm-hmm. roguelike. Because there was, there was, it was really bad because there was roguelikes and roguelikes. Light. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I remember that discussion back in like 2016, 2017. Uh, where people were, were complaining about how many roguelites there were, and I guess that has has resurfaced a little yes. bit with this game. Yeah, <laughs> this one. I will, I'll be honest. It's the the roguelike aspect of the game, or the mm. the dungeon crawling, is mm. to me was very minimal. I would say it was thirty percent of the game. Meanwhile, seventy mm. percent was me building my cult. So, like a management sim. Yeah, it's it's basically project management. And right, right, right. manage or yeah, resource. That's, that's my. That's me all day. That's. Me I. I, all I thought day. that you would like that part of the game. Yeah. It, it was very fun, but some of those, some of my cult member or followers were on some crazy shit. Some of them, es- one of them escalated shit, because they'll make requests to you sometimes, yeah. and most of them I named off. The first few people I named off of uh, my friends' gamer tags. You were mm-hmm. one of them. Oh. Almost all of my friends' gamer tags. I had like twenty people at once. The only ones that caused issues at first were my friends' gamer tags or were my friends' followers. <laughs> Did I cause problems? Was I a good you? Follower? You were fine. One or Vince's wanted to sacrifice himself. Like he came up to me, he's like, himself. Please sac- <laughs> yes, he said, sacrifice me. Andrews, that man took all my money, like I took a good amount of money and dipped. One of them. He Smart was my man. first. Yeah, he was the first person to die like of old age the other one it was just all the problems that happened early on in my cult was due to the ones i named after my friends gamer tags <laughs> but the one villager that i remember or follower that i always remember was one who just asked like a series of quests first one was hey can you make one of the followers eat shit is basically what one of the things is you make 
dishes for yes oh, so we you make dishes dish. yeah no you literally make them eat a dish made of fertilizer or basically shit and so that was the first one i was like you know what i don't want to refuse the request i said yeah and then that that was the end of that a few days later he asked me hey He's acting up like he, this guy's going to he's going to leave the cult, lock him up for a bit. I said, OK, I did it. I locked him up. A few days later, he comes back with a third quest. You have to sacrifice him. He is a heretic. And I said, no, this guy is I almost wanted to kill this, like kill this guy because he is clearly on some shit. <laughs> but there are some interesting NPC interactions on that one. And I, I really found myself playing 70 percent of the the cult builder because i was it was yeah. a lot of fun i lagged the shit out of my game too by the way because <laughs> you can decorate it and i created too many walls because i was gonna like create all the walls at once and then use them to organize it was literally like almost a fifth of my map was just wall like stone walls and it was just so laggy in my whole base i had to delete half of them and like basically <laughs> destroy some of my stone resources that's funny mm. yeah it was a great game and they also had some they didn't they had to take him out at the debut of the game but there's some interactions with twitch chat where they mm -hmm. can impact your dungeon runs and also some of the actions you take as a cult leader with your followers hmm. so it's pretty cool and you can name them after some of the twitch followers too there you go the twitch chatters yeah yeah fun game though I, I would actually recommend it it's an it's a nice cute game kind of dark but it's also kind of offset by the cutesy art style of the of the cold yeah. lamb uh it kind of got overshadowed with twilight princess sadly you said you weren't going to talk about blue period it's the oh. painting anime correct yes blue period did you read the whole did you get caught up with it or is yeah it i'm fully or it's still ongoing i'm fully caught up with it i don't know why i picked it up actually i have no clue what the like start of it me picking it up was but mm. i just found myself binging it this was before i started playing cold lamb and twilight princess yeah it was just a phenomenal read i found myself very emotional in the first few chapters because there there was a lot of a lot of realizations for the main character early on and then one of the interesting things of this manga is are the side characters some of them how they're developed and also the the plight of the main character, who is someone who realizes his passion very late in his life. So he's now picking up art as a high schooler when there have been people who've been doing it their entire life. Right, so yeah. there is him putting in what he considers more effort versus these people who've been doing it their whole life. And one of the interesting nuances I've noticed is he you, you can still see the the nuances in his thinking where he says all of his um, expertise is from his hard work, but he constantly refers to other people as talented. Like kind of very late, um, very rarely will he look at someone. If he sees like a, a competitor's work, he immediately thinks, wow, this person's talented. But he doesn't also think of the hard work that they have put in. It's just mm -hmm. something that you notice when you're reading this manga. And I think it's just really good with, especially some of the eccentric personalities which you see in the the arts Art and crafts world, world. Yeah. yeah and i'd highly recommend it i i bought four volumes so i'd let you borrow some if you're ever interested and then i got my ears pierced but that was that's just like a a side tail thing yeah it's very it's very minor i got my ears pierced 
Yeah, it was a very seamless process. I was surprised. Yeah. Painful? Huh? Not really. I was genuinely pretty thrown off because I thought they were um, sterilizing my ears or like you, you know rubbing it with alcohol or whatever they mm. do to make sure it's clean. But then I started feeling like the 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 bit of the pinch. I was like, oh, this is happening right now. Mm. And that was kind of it. It was more work me doing the paperwork <laughs> than me getting the piercing and getting the rundown of, hey, this is how you keep it clean and this and this. I was, in, I was back home in 30 minutes total by the time I left to go get my ears pierced. I was, I was yeah. driving longer than I was in that shop, I will say. But it was pretty fast. And I, I didn't know I had to keep these fuckers in for nine months or nine weeks. Yeah. So we'll see. See how it goes. And then did you see Sakurai's YouTube channel, by the way? Man created his own separate YouTube I channel? I did now because you showed me before the podcast. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking behind the veil a little bit. Yeah. yeah um, spo- man spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looked interesting. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. like um, behind the scenes stuff like that, where um, if you didn't know, um, Sakurai kind of made a channel where um, he's talking about game development, like kind of analyzing like his approach to it, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah he talks about his approach to it and then also different mechanics. Like one of the episodes mm. he's specifically talking about, it's the one I've watched is Risk and Reward and the concepts behind it. And one of the examples he uses is Space Invaders is the game he like he analyzes and describes how risk and reward and then also strategy goes into play in a game like that and it's pretty pretty interesting someone breaking it down and it's just like oh i can see that and you know you could see the thought process behind it yeah if you like stuff like that there's also another channel um that's like going like it's a little different because it it goes like into depth into actually how things it's more on the programming side more how things uh are programmed it's uh if anybody's watching is interested in that it's called game hut i think and this guy who used to work at traveler's tales you've heard that like they made a lot of the lego games oh okay okay yeah um phenomenal but back in the day back in the day back during the sega saturn days they made a game called sonic it wasn't sonic racing it's sonic Gosh, what is it called? Uh, Sonic CD? No. Well, while Julian's looking that up, League of Legends playoffs happening. Gen G won LCK. I'm excited because that was the team I was going for. It's called Sonic R. Sonic R? Yeah, have you heard of this game? I have not. It's a very bad racing game. <laughs> or it, it's known for being very bad and like like glitchy. But this guy worked on it and he has this YouTube channel and he goes into how much was really involved in the creation of this game um and like all the little the little aspects of like what what choices were made here and there and like he even shows uh uh prototypes and stuff like that which i always find super interesting when you when you see uh, game prototypes but um but you realize this was like a bad game that still had like tons of effort put into it Mm -hmm. and like yeah Okay, I'm curious. When someone talks about their bad w- or their previous work, which was a flop, mm. what perspective does he give it from? Does he very objective, very just like okay. matter of factly of like okay. this is what we did, not of, that's good. Yeah, this he's is not trying to rationalize why no, 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 why no, no. he did. Like, okay, this is like a history of of what we did, basically okay. like a po- like a very in depth post mortem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good to that's that actually sounds interesting then because yeah. 
then you can kind of see the process and maybe you can come to your own your own opinions on like oh that 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 was probably where y'all started fucking up (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny because this was a game that was like kind of Frankenstein from uh, another thing that they were doing that got Frankenstein into this kind of Sonic thing. <laughs> which is oh, it it wasn't it was, originally no, Sonic it was supposed game? to be a um, I think it was like NASCAR game or something. Dang, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Games have been good. I well, I've been going back and playing games. I can't. Yeah, and I want to play. You know, oh, but apparently, twenty twenty three is going to be insane for gaming. That's 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 what I just keep hearing. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah an interesting thing where they're saying like specifically 2023 is going to be the a year for gaming, which I'm you know I'm always excited to hear yeah. if, if the, <laughs> the upcoming years apparently going to be hot for your games. I thought I enjoyed games in 2022, but apparently 2023 is the hot shit. Yeah, yeah. There was a point I think in the middle of, or, or a couple months ago where it was we were just getting game after game after game. So if twenty three is going to be just like that, I mean I'm down for it. I'm I'm here for it. Get my wallets ready. True, true. Well, that was a bit of a shorter episode today. That was episode sixty six of the Virtual House Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us.